Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. So, 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Without controversy. Now I'm coming back to the thing. And you know, I, I was trying to attempt the law. The law and the prophets spoke about Jesus. And I spoke about the reason why people didn't know is because even though the law was speaking about Jesus, look, listen to this, the law was speaking about things that had been hidden. It was so hidden in God, even though it was saying, the law was saying it, people couldn't still find it. I don't know how many of you have deceived people before. You know, the way you can lie to somebody and you made them think. In fact, they ask you, where are you coming from? And you said, Auntie Jane. So they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get, you meant, when you said Auntie Jane, what you meant is you were with Auntie Jane, not in her house. You know, so you were coming from the club and then you, you were with Auntie Jane at Morrison. So, so later when you are caught, you said, no, I didn't say I, I, I was in Auntie Jane's house. I never said that. No, when I, you said, no, I never said that. But you said, no, I said I was with Auntie Jane. I didn't say I was in her house. <laughs> so, you have said something, but people have taken it in a different way, and they didn't know. God gave the law, and people who were not in God, they were not saying, they took it one way. They didn't know what God meant. God, the prophets prophesied, and people listened to the prophecies, and they took it in one way, because the actual meaning God has hid in himself. So, great, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. That's where we, we, we stayed on and had fun in yesterday. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. The Holy Spirit descended on him when he was being baptized. And the voice came, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, he offered himself by the spirit, eternal spirit. So when he was even giving himself, how much more shall the blood of Christ, whom through the eternal spirit offered himself, everything he did, he did by the spirit. He even died on the cross by the spirit. So, Bible says in, in, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, and he was led by the Spirit. Luke chapter 4, verse 14, and he came out of the wilderness full of the power of the Spirit. Yes. Matthew, um, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. So he was actually justified or approved. Justified. No, I told you justified. Yeah. Yeah. Was it this morning? Yeah. Tell me about justice. Approved. Quality control. Yeah. Justified. Yeah. So, see, so he was. Oh, sorry. Let's go back. First Timothy 3. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. He was so spiritual in his approach. He walked with the Holy Spirit so much that he had 100% approval by the spirit. Preached unto the Gentiles. I will leave this for the last day. Preach unto the Gentiles. Believe on 
in the world received up into glory. Didn't he go up before we preached him? He left before they started preaching. But here, it doesn't look like that. It looks like he was preached before he went. So I'll come back to this later. But let me talk about the mysteries. Sorry, the mystery of God. All right. So now, when we talk about the mystery of God, it's like something that is hidden in God. Something that... Look at... Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. That their, hearts, that their hearts must be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of what? To the mystery of what? Ah, so there's a mystery of God. That's what I'm trying to bring you to. It mentions the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. So what is the mystery of God? Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. Ah, now he is talking about the mystery of Christ. But the point here is, look, it says that pray for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mysteries of Christ for which I am in bonds. I'm, I mean, I've been put in prison because of these things. But it's a prayer for us that we can, God will open a door of utterance so we can speak the mysteries because not everybody will understand, not everybody will appreciate. But somebody needs to speak it and it requires some boldness that we will speak the mysteries, the mystery of Christ. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 19. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the gospel, I'll explain what it is. The mystery of the gospel is the same as the mystery of God and the mystery of Christ. But the point here, what I'm trying to draw your attention to is that there are things God has hidden. They are called the mysteries of God or the mystery of the gospel or the mystery of Christ. It has been hidden. Not everybody has access to it. The mystery of Christ. Ephesians, I quoted this earlier on. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. Talks about having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. These are, these are things that, is, okay, listen to this. God has a will. He has plan. He wills to do something. But he kept it secret. People wouldn't know. So you look at Adam and you don't really, you can't tell the will of God. You look at Moses, you look at all the people over the ages, because this thing has been hidden in God. And Bible says that um, 
having made known unto us the mystery of his will. When we become born again, now we can be entitled. He will make known to us the mystery of his will. This thing that has been hidden in him. The, it has always been his will. It has always been his will. But it's kept private. It has always been the will of God. This thing about Christ and church. God created Adam because of church. I'll say it again. It will sink in one day. God created Adam because of church. God, God called Moses. He called Abraham because of church. God called Moses because of church. God raised David because of church. So when David said, God, I want to build your house. In other words, I want to do your work. Do, build a church. God said, David, because this has entered your heart, you are going to be the one to be the father of the God man who is coming to build the church because no man can build the church. The church cannot be built by man. So Jesus said, I'll build my church. Upon this rock will I build my church. Jesus is the builder of the church. And you know what? He has invited us to join him. Go laborers with God. But it's God who can build the church because it is his house. And so God created Adam because of the church. How did God create Adam? Genesis 1, 6, 26. No, it, 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 uh, no okay, no, 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 okay, I didn't ask the question properly. In, in what way, style? Yeah. So let's create man, let's make them in our image and our likeness. So man, when man was made by God, do you know how God, man looked like? How did man look like? That's why it's easy for Jesus to come, God himself to become man. Because he created man. Right? The, the mold is there so he can easily become man. There's no way he could have become a dog or a cat. Because a cat doesn't have the image of God. That's why God. Yeah. But even deeper. It's going to get deeper. God created man in his image. Is that true? Yes. And in his likeness. Is that true? Yes. Then in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Look at what God said. I need you to think. Let's read it together. One more time. One more time. For the last time. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Ebenezer, come. Me and Ebenezer want to make a toy to look like Ebenezer. And then we formed, let me use you as a toy, okay? Then we made, come, so stand here. Then we made him to look like Ebenezer. Two hands, legs, everything, you know, so long as features are concerned. Then after we finish, I come and say that, oh, but it's not good that you should have two legs. You need four. Ah, but you make him like you. 
So indirectly, are you trying to say that it's not good that you, are you alone? But God, why are you saying it's not good for him to be alone? You created him like you. And then after creating him, you come and say it's not good for him to be alone. Is that, are you trying to tell us something that you didn't like being alone? Yes. Are you ready for this? Then he created a woman. And brought the woman to Adam. Adam said, oh, Wow. Wow. Adam said, Whoa. This one is just like me. I want to be together with her forever. Yeah, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. That's what revelation is about. The Bible ends with they lived ever happily. They live happily ever after. Who and who lived ever happily after? God. You know that song. You know that song. I don't know how they got it, but that's profound. If you can find that song, what a beautiful name. Why part says that. You didn't want a heaven without us. Listen. But is that so? Jesus, you brought heaven down. That's true. But that is not as strong as taking us up. But it's buried in this statement. You didn't want heaven without us. God said, it is not good. It wasn't that God was lonely. But he had this mystery of his will before he created. What he wanted to do is he wanted a counterpart. Which is called the church anyway. The church is the body of Christ, the bride, the bride of Christ. He wanted a wife. So he created us in his image. And then when he finished, he said it's not good for man to be alone. That means that he didn't want heaven without us. That's why he created Adam. And then when he created Adam, he said, Adam, Adam, please don't let the serpent come in. I created you and created space so that I can be in you. So the two of us can be one. The mystery of Christ. The mystery of God. The two of us, Christ and the church, one forever and ever. But Adam allowed the devil to come in. So Christ has to come in the flesh and, and deal with the devil so that he can now get a new called out race. He chose us out of the many to be his bride. So guess what? When he comes from heaven, all the rest of humanity, they are fit for nothing. Because he created us to be with him forever. So, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. At the other time I was thinking about it, I said, ah, so God is trying to tell us. Because you created me in your image, and you are not telling me it's not good. So, actually, you are telling me about yourself. Because you didn't want a heaven without us. You felt like, I, I need to create man to be with me. 
That's why he brought the animals. Animal, Adam said, no, they are not in my image. Nothing can do. Angels cannot even take our place. But they were not created in his image. Then he put Adam to sleep. And then on his side, he cut his side open. You remember? Uh, Who is the last Adam? Both of them, their father is God. Adam didn't have a natural father. Jesus didn't have a natural father. So, the first Adam was put to sleep so that they can put, pull his wife out. The second Adam was put to sleep. They cut him and pull his wife out. He, he pulled his wife out. When they cut his side, Bible says that in John chapter 19, verse 34, and, and then first of all, blood came out. Blood is for forgiveness of sin. And water is for life. To birth the church. Well, our sins needed to be forgiven first. That's why blood comes. Blood, let me tell you this. Blood was not meant. Before God created, uh, before man fell, there's nowhere God told man to eat animals. God didn't tell. When he blessed everything, he said, eat the tree, the fruit of the tree. But then after man fell and they came out of the flood, God said you can eat animal now because you need the blood for your forgiveness. So when they were about to leave Egypt, he said kill the lamb, use the blood to paint and then eat the flesh. Because the blood is for covering of sin. So when Jesus died on the cross and they cut him and blood came out, it's the first thing that take, the blood had to take care of our sins. And then after the blood came out, water came out. Water is life. So the life of Christ. Watch this. Watch this. Are you ready for this? Do you remember what it says in John chapter 12, verse 24? Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. Wait. Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. And yet he was talking about himself. Are you ready for this? He said, I have to die. I have to die. Don't you get it? I have to die. Why, but why do you have to die? Because if I don't die, the life that is buried in me can come out. But I need Eve. I need my own Eve. And Eve cannot be anything outside of the life that comes out of me. That's why the church... Is only born based on Christ and the message of Christ. Anything outside of Christ is not part of the church. I know it's, it's quite interesting. So, see, so if the if falls, unless he dies, Jesus died and then they cut him and then he came out. Adam was put to sleep and they took a wife out. Jesus was put to sleep and they opened the side for his wife to be birthed. The church was never born after the, until Jesus died. Because he said that so flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Simon by Jonah, in Matthew chapter 16 from verse 17. He said, but my father in heaven, and I tell you the truth, upon this rock I'll build my church. Watch this. Upon this, you are Peter, and upon this rock, what? Verse 18. Uh, flesh and blood has not, verse 18. Also, I'll tell you, upon this rock, uh, what I, what? Did he say, I am building? What does that mean? He's about to do it. So when he was alive, he hadn't started it. 
When did he start to build? Because he said, I will. When did he start to build? That's why I told them that in my father's house are many mansions. I'm going to prepare, but when I finish, I'll bring it to myself. Because before he died, there's no one, no man can come into God. So when he was becoming a human being, he brought God into man. That's what the song said. He brought heaven down. He brought God into man. But what the song didn't say is, when he finished and he died, he took man into God. That's why in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, we are seated together with him in heavenly place. We are in Christ. That's why I said, I in you, you in me, and but the Father and I will make our abode in you. So it's like God has come to bake his house inside you. Are you the house of God? And he says the church is the house of God. But the interesting thing is the church is the bride of Christ. Let me take it. So in Genesis, sit down, please. In Genesis... Never forget this, that God said, in fact, I didn't read it anyway. I was just telling you, don't know me that, but why did God, why God, must God create you in his image and then say it's not good for man to be alone? He's actually talking about himself because he wanted a counterpart. Pastor, are you trying to say God was lonely or God was not complete? No, he's complete, he doesn't need anybody. That is why we should be grateful. But he just wanted to create some us and put himself into us. He just wanted to do it. That is what is called the eternal or the mystery of his will. You can't just understand it. Why would a God want to just put himself in a creature? The mystery gets even worse when you think about God himself became a creature. How can you create cartoons and then later you yourself become the cartoon you have created on the video? You generate characters, but you can't become the characters you generate because it's not possible. But the mystery of Christianity is that the mystery of God is that God himself became a, the, one of the characters he has generated. He became a character in his cartoon movie. And not that he was, he himself, he became a cartoon. And when he became a cartoon, he remained a cartoon forever. So Jesus is still man. Oh, you didn't get it. He's still man. In heaven, by his man. He wasn't man. He was the word. And the word became flesh. And then he took the flesh and climbed up. He said, bye guys. I'm going. <laughs> he climbed up. He went with the body. He went with the human body. He went with the human body and he sat at the right hand of the majesty on high. So actually there's a human being who is now seated on high. But previously it wasn't like that. God is God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Now, God the Father, God the Son, man. God the Holy Spirit. And so we have a place in him. And he's not there alone. He's there with us. So. He said it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make for him a help meet. And he made Adam sleep. And he put the card aside and opened it. And brought a woman. And brought the woman to Adam. And Adam. <gasps> this is a bone of my bone. A flesh for my flesh. She shall be called a woman. She should be the mother of all living. Put it on the screen please. Verse 23 of Genesis chapter 2. 
And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Look at the next verse. That's getting serious. Is, are you ready for this? Therefore, shall a man leave, uh, uh, excuse me, a man leave his father and mother. Did Adam have father? <coughs> a man leave his father and mother and shall be, cle- shall, shall be cleave unto his wife and the two shall be one. And they shall be one flesh. How? How can you marry somebody and suddenly the two of you have become one flesh? No. It's not possible. Is it possible? Your mother is different. Your father is different. My parents have been married all my life before my father died. And I never saw one place where, one day where they two are the same one person. They come, there was no way they could fuse together so much that now they have become one person. Are you ready for this? Wives, submit submit yourself to your husbands. Ask unto the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. For the husband is the the head of the wife. As Christ is the head of the church. Hmm? It looks like there's a marital relationship somewhere. Which we are supposed to be copying. As Christ is the head of the church, give himself for it. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church, not all human beings. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The only begotten son didn't die for all human beings. He died for the church, excuse me. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church, that he might sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing of water, and by the word, that he might present her to himself. That he might present her to himself. A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Even so, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves himself. Don't, don't get lost. Just, just follow it. Don't think too far. This is normally read at weddings. He that loves his wife loves himself. For no man ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it even as they are. Look, have you realized that every major point he says, he brings the Lord back in the church. So it's like there's a marital relationship between the, the Lord and the church. So all along, it looks like the Lord wanted a bride. And he created Adam to typify it. But he didn't get a bride in Adam because Satan came into the flesh and destroyed it. And so he planned from the day man fell that I'm coming to do it myself. I'll come back to this. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For those he foreknew, I know you haven't seen what I'm going to talk about because the, pre, the initial one is quite so exciting that sometimes you won't even consider the other things. Read it out. Let's go. He predestined to be the world. To what? How did God create us? 
created us in his image and sin spoiled the image. And his son came back to now re-show the actual image of God. So those of us who are born again now, we are being cloned into the image. Yes. So that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. So we all look like Christ. Christ. That's where the word Christian comes. We all look like him. We all look like many Christ, many Christ, many Christ. The original image of God was damaged in us because of sin. You know, the serpent, the serpent came in and spoiled it. So Christ came as the image of God. Do you remember he says that Christ is the express image of God's person? Okay, some of you will not remember because you don't really know. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it talks about Christ being the expressed image of God's person. Expressed image. It's like when you take my thumb, take it in ink, you do the thumbprint. Everything, my, my fingerprint is expressed. Everything that does it. So when you see Christ, that's why God, Christ, Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 9, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. There's no difference between me and the Father. In John chapter 10 verse 30, he said, I and the Father are one. We are the same. All I'm trying to say here, listen, all I'm trying to say here is that Christ is the, Im the actual image of God. We were created in the image of God, but sin came and destroyed it, and Christ came at a proper image. And now when those of us who are born again, we are being now formed into that image of Christ. It's a restoration program. So now when you are formed back into the image of God, we, it takes us back to the purpose of creating man. Because he created man for a purpose. That is his, the mystery of his will. He created us for a purpose. But instead of him coming into us, serpents came into us. So he had to come and remove the serpent from us. From some of us, not all of us. And those he has taken the serpent us, now bring us back to, now let's start from where we're supposed to start. So we are now, those of us who are born again, we are now back into the original image. Does that make sense? And so we are, to, we, are re, we are reading, um, before I went to Romans, uh, it was Romans chapter 8, the image of God. All right, let's leave that. Let's go to Ephesians. Uh, sorry, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29. That's more important. Other than that, I can't finish. For no man ever hates his body, verse 30. Okay, yeah, verse, 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 verse 29. Even ask the Lord. What I'm trying to point to you, that every time is all this thing, he keeps saying the Lord and the church. Why have we trivialized it? Watch this. It's, get, it's going to get very deep. Are you ready for this? Yes. This thing is, is, is too deep. Uh, it's, it's very strong. The, the Lord, even the Lord of the church. Go to the next. Um, for we are members of his body, of his flesh. And of, is that not what Adam said? Flesh of my blood. He didn't talk about blood. He never mentioned blood. Woman, Eve, flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. He said, we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. That's Eve. He's described it. I hope you haven't forgotten Adam, eh, Christ is the last Adam. Okay, let's, let's establish that in scripture because some of you think this is not true. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse, verse 45. It is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, quickening spirit. So Jesus is called the last Adam. 
And Adam is called the first man. The first man is called Adam. And Jesus is called the last Adam or the second man. I think verse, the previous verse, the previous verse calls him the second man, one of their place. I'm not sure, but go to the previous verse, verse 43. 43. I'm verse 42. Verse 42. All right, verse 46. Verse 46. I just want to show you. Um, yeah, okay, 47. You got the first man is of the earth, even if in the second man, not the last man. Not the last man, is the second man. So there are two men. You are either in Adam or you are in Christ. I said it yesterday. They are all, listen to this, it may sound big political term for you, but some of you may be familiar with it. They are all federal representatives. Do you know who a federal representative is? Your MP. Whatever I say, he's saying on your behalf. Whatever Adam did, he did it on our behalf. That's why it says that by one man, sin came. Jesus also, whatever he did, he's doing it on our behalf. So by one man, righteousness came. So Jesus and Adam are similar. They both needed wives. Does that suggest that we are a type of Eve? So then, the serpent will still target us. Some of you think I'm joking. Let me show you. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Verse 2. Um... No, no, all right. It's rather Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Other than that, we'll go to chapter 7. I, I can't know. I don't know why. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Yes, that's it. Verse 1, please. This is a very strange English. New King James. Wood to God. Uh, how do you understand it? <laughs> oh, that I will bear, uh, oh, that you bear with me in a little folly. And indeed, you do bear with me. Now, look at verse 2. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. How? For I have, do you know what this one means? I've engaged. I've engaged you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Do you know who was writing to the church? Paul said that you are, you are a church, you are engaged to your husband Christ. Look at the next verse, it's going to get interesting. What does he say? Your mind, your mind. You too, I'm afraid. The way the serpent came after Eve, I'm afraid for you. He was about to come after you. So I have to teach you and write these things to you. So that means that we are a type of Eve. Christ is a type of Adam and we are a type of Eve. If was bone of bones and flesh of his flesh, and we are bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh. 
we, Eve was engaged and married to Adam, and we too. Now, that's, that's where I'm going, Ephesians. Back to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30. For, watch this. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bones. Next verse. Where did this statement appear first in the Bible? So you see, when God said it after Adam met Eve, he was not just talking for Adam, he was talking about us and Christ. Go to the verse before, verse 30. Verse 30. For it is, is it talking about a husband and wife? No. Not just ordinary husband and wife, um, Leroy and Jackie, Jane. He's talking about, he said, for we are members of his body, of his flesh and his bone. After Adam said, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, my bones. The next verse came in Genesis. Look at the next verse. Is it not the same thing that happened in Genesis for this course? So really, this is talking about Christ and the church. Not this ordinary Natural husband and natural wife. Because the two of them can never be one. You can't be inside your wife. No, you know what I mean. Like, no, like Christ in me. That's what I mean. Uh, forever. Thank you. You go. <laughs> and when you go, it's not you. It's just some, a little bit of you that is going inside for a, for a function. To so go and deposit the seed and come back. <laughs> the fact that you go to the bank doesn't mean you live in the, inside the bank but this one Christ lives inside us you only go up there to go and do withdrawal or deposit and come out back come <laughs> I receive for this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh are you ready for this are you ready for the next one? Yes. Are you sure you are ready? Yes. What am I talking about generally? Everything I'm talking about so far. What? The mystery of God, the mystery of Christ. Now look at the next verse. When God said, it's not good for man to be alone. When Adam says, bone of my bone, flesh. And when God said, it's therefore a mother, a man shall leave his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. How can two people become one? Outside of this. He said, this is a mystery, but that thing is not talking about a husband and wife on the earth. It's talking about Christ and the church. Talking about the Christ so what does that mean? When we talk about the mystery of God, wow. we are talking about the mystery of Christ and the mystery which is Christ and the church. So the church is a mystery, Christ is a mystery. Christ is the mystery of God and the church is the mystery of Christ. Wow. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Wow. It's not you and your wife, excuse me. Can you imagine the first human activity that happened on earth was not even the eating of the fruit? 
was a man and woman coming together and the two of them becoming one flesh. When Adam and Eve, God did the first marriage. Do you know the first miracle Jesus did? At a, at a wedding. And do you know the last thing that will ever happen? The marriage of the bride and the lamb. So I like that. Finally, God, finally God has gotten what he wanted from Genesis chapter 1. It's a love story. Thank you for saying that. I'm going to say something else. It's what? It's a love story. That's why we have songs of Solomon in the Bible. The book of Songs of Solomon is not about some girl and some boy. It's about Christ and the church. That's why we have it right in the middle. Because this, watch this, this whole God thing is about marriage. Between the creator and the creature. To the extent that the creator, the creature and the creator will become one. The two shall become one forever. That is what is called the mystery of the will of God which was hidden in him. So when Moses was prophesying, he didn't know what he was talking about. He knew about Christ and they all prophesied in bits because it's too high for... That's why Paul said that I was called anointed to complete the word of God because without this message, this mystery thing is not completed. That is what completes God's plan. So being born again is not the end. It's the beginning. It's the beginning. Is the beginning. How can you explain this to somebody who is not born again? So I'm wasting your time. <laughs> but because we have gathered so many unbelievers in churches, we can't teach things like this. Because it can't go down. So we have to teach about breakthroughs. We have to teach about power, new job, marriages. We have to teach about things that are basic. But he said we have to reveal Christ. We can't reveal Christ if you keep teaching about those things. We have to teach people so that when they go to the Old Testament, they can see the daughter of Christ all over. All over. If any time you go, that's why you know, I made a make statement about Songs of Solomon. If you don't know this Christ I'm talking about, how can you discover Songs of Solomon or not knowing he is there in Songs of Solomon? He is the groom in Songs of Solomon. And that beloved is the church in Songs of Solomon. He said, I love my beloved and my beloved is mine. He, when, when John the Baptist was baptizing people, baptizing people, baptizing people. Then Jesus comes and he tells everybody, that's, 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 that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. He gave a good testimony about him. Then Jesus, suddenly, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know whether he was baptizing or not. But the disciples of John the Baptist came to John the Baptist in John, John chapter 3, from, from, from verse 20, 26. They said, look, master, the one whom you gave a report about, everybody has stopped coming to our church. They are going to his church. 
And then they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he that was with you, with you beyond the Jordan, to whom thou give, give me King James, until I start reading from my Bible, okay, give me New King James. New King James. Is that it? Verse 26. They came, all right. Then they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. So we are not getting members. Our customers are going to him. You have to do something. Rather you spoke about him now, you ordained him. Now all your members are going to him. If it's modern day pastor, he said, that man is cursed. How can he steal our members? You send the members to argue with them. You steal my members. But you know what John the Baptist said? Look at it. He said, oh, no, no, no. Don't get confused. And said, a man can receive nothing and say to give it to you from above. Wow. I thought that would have sufficed. I thought that would have, enough, would have been enough for him to. But he gave a little explanation which was deep. Look at what he said. He said, you yourself bear witness that I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before the Christ. Watch this. Look at the next verse. He who has the bride is the groom. But the friend, the best man of the groom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the groom's voice. When he hears the groom has come, he's happy or you are coming for your woman. He's happy. And he said today, this joy is mine. I'm just like a best man. Christ is the bridegroom. The groom is coming for his bride. They came to Jesus. They said that I think Matthew chapter 15 or so. They came to him. They said that, why is it that the Pharisees are fasting and your disciples are not fasting? He says, as long as the, the groom, the bridegroom is with them, they don't have to fast. 9.15, right? Okay, so 9.15. Yeah, I knew some 15 somewhere there. And Jesus came. And Jesus said unto them, can the friend of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? Now, before you understand this, we need to look at what preceded it. So verse 14. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Okay, so we're talking about your disciples are not fasting. Then the next verse says that, Jesus said, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. So I'm the bridegroom and with them, they don't have to fast. By the time it's coming, when I'll be taking them fast. The point here is he, he refers to himself as the bridegroom. He's the groom. That's why John the Baptist said, no, when the best man hears the voice of the bridegroom, he's happy that the voice, so me, I'm happy. The joy, this joy is mine that the groom has come, the Christ. I told you, he said, I told you I'm not the Christ. He said, I told you I'm not the Christ. So the Christ who is the groom, has come and the joy is mine. I preached a message some time ago about the um, universal bride. Is there? I've said a few things. Is there? I've been saying these things for a long time, but it's just that people don't get it. I've been saying it for a long time. I started talking about this before Caris was started. Because it has eaten into me. 
That is why I'm so fanatical about the church. He didn't die for Christians. Read your Bible. There's no way it says that Christ died for Christians. He died for the church. And he's coming for the church, not for Christians. So if you can't be part, the church is not one person. If you can't be part of it, I doubt if you are really one of Christ. Since I got to know this Avic Samso, I, I am in love with the church. I'll do everything in my life for the church. I live for the church. I'll fight for the church. I'll defend the church. The church may have people who do wrongs and all that. I don't care. Because if him didn't care and he still made us his bride, who am I to be saying now? When you hear someone says that, oh, church people are hypocrites, that person is even the worst hypocrite. Yes. Because you don't know God. If you love Christ, how can someone say, it's God, it's Christ I love. As for this church, people, that's why I just keep it to myself. I'm doing Christ. You're shame, shame, shame. If you love Christ, you will love what Christ life. First John chapter five verse one. First John chapter five verse one. New King James. It says that who, whoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves Him who begot also loves whom is begotten of Him. How can you say you love Christ, but the one Christ has born you don't like? Did you receive something? God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.